If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin Up What's up, y'all? John the Rollins. Here from Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the situation here is I forgot my keys. I'm supposed to go to Lulio. Forgot my keys to the studio because I don't have my backpack. Keys always in the backpack. Mm. And now I'm sitting in the courtyard uh, outside of the sound lounge. Mm. And uh, that's how we're going to do it. So the audio quality is going to be worse than normal, but it's not the worst. The sound lounge yeah, is, not, is not where we're at. <laughs> I still got no. the soundboard, but I'm sitting in the courtyard Outside. and I'm weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking out my neighbor. Outside the sound lounge. I'm at home as usual. Yeah. Um, yeah. But football happens and Spinafel happens, so we got to make it happen, you know? It's That's dedication. True. Things, it's dedication. Yeah, it is. Hey, we're grinding. Yeah, the grind is real. 17. The, uh, the season is longer than 17 weeks, my friend, okay? <laughs> uh, well, as yeah. Devontae Adams, man. That's true. With the quote, quote of the year. Mm-hmm. It's just 17 weeks. Yeah. It's not, though. I feel like they it goes on forever. I know they only play 17 games, but... Yeah, yeah. but I mean, because it goes <laughs> on, that means we have to, we got to do this, man. Mm-hmm. That's so, true, and we had a big announcement last week right after we uh, finished, or the day after we finished recording, I think, or the day, uh, who cares, doesn't matter. International games were announced. Mm. London, Germany, Mexico. Uh, these are some hot matchups, bro. Uh, first one is October 2nd mm-hmm. in London. You got October Vikings 2nd. versus October the 2nd, you got Vikings versus Saints. Mm, I didn't see that. I, I have October 9th as the first one. Mm-mm. October 9th is uh, Giants-Packers. So there's five London games? I mean, it's five international games? Yep. Wow. There's three in London. There's three in London, one in Germany, one in Mexico. So nice. October 2nd, you got Vikings versus Saints. That's week five in the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, October 9th, you got Giants versus Packers. That's a hot matchup. Week six of the NFL uh, schedule. October 30th, you got Broncos versus Jags. Russell Wilson's coming over the pond. Mm. That'll be week nine. Um, and I think we'll have probably some of the latest international games that they've ever had in yes, the NFL. Definitely. Uh, week 10, November 13th, in, in the Bayern Munich Stadium, Seahawks versus Bucks. That's oof. The Seahawks, they got their quarterback situation squared away, so. Totally. So, watch <laughs> out, Bucks. Drew Locke, man. He's better than every other quarterback out there, so. And everybody, quarter, I, every quarterback drafted, at least. Exactly. Which, I, Pete Carroll, <laughs> someone needs to give that dude a new piece of gum. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs> Maybe he got a concussion. Uh, he got a concussion from doing too hard. Yeah. But that's November 13th. That's week 10 of the schedule. Yeah, I mean that's that these. This is usually the time of year where people say, "Yeah, this is these games matter more than the others." Yeah, and then uh, there's one more. Yep, Mexico, November twenty first. It's week eleven of the schedule. 49ers versus Cardinals. Uh, this marks a rematch of what is, if I'm not mistaken, the very first uh, in season international game ever played was in Mexico 49ers versus Cardinals 
Oh, wow. I don't remember what year that was, but whatever. You know, prior to, you know, they did it for a while as like preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I but remember this, this one, 49ers versus Cardinals, I'm pretty sure it was the very first uh, in-season international game. Um, this is going to be at the Stadio Azteca in Mexico City. Uh, 2,000 feet higher elevation than than Denver. Higher so, than Denver? So people are expecting the kickers to have a lovely day. Yeah, man. Um, and the players to be gassed out by the fourth quarter. We're going to get some big mm-hmm. plays, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, which one of these games, as a now neutral, well, whatever, your, your former team isn't playing in any of these games anyway. Which one of these games would you most want to see, do you think? Um, ew, Cardinals-Niners, of course, probably, because it's a rivalry. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to be the best game. Um, but the, And it's a trip to Mexico. Yeah, that too, man. That's going to be – that would Mexico's, be fun. Mexico's fun. Uh, Vikings Saints, I don't know, man. I don't know about any of these other games. Broncos Jaguars, ugh. Giants Green Bay, I do. Uh, <clears throat> that might be the second best one. Well, Bucks Seahawks is probably gonna be fun. Hmm. In Munich too. I, I think Bucks Seahawks is gonna be a bit of a joke. I think the Seahawks are gonna be. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if they do, if they do, if Pete Carroll is serious, I. I I don't expect much out of the Seahawks this year. Uh, Giants-Packers looks fun to me. Um, I know the Giants have a lot to prove. You don't think that's posturing by by our boy Pete Carroll to try to get the price down on, uh, on, uh, what's his name? Oh, on Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, yeah. Maybe. It's probably a little bit of posturing to get it down. (laughs) So, like, we're good, you know what I mean? And then... Well, in one way, you know, there are a lot of reports that, you know, if the Browns essentially run out of options, they're just going to have to cut Baker Mayfield. And at the moment that you cut Baker Mayfield, any team that still needs a quarterback can scoop him up and they're not stuck with that contract. They can you can basically start over with a guy like I think that's one of the big things that's preventing people from he's in the last year of his rookie deal. Nobody wants to inherit yeah. that, that deal at all. So of course it would be better for the Seahawks if the Browns cut him and then they could just scoop him up and offer him a one year prove it deal. Yeah. But you the, know? the last year of the deal, you just take that last year and then true. treat it like a true. one year deal. I, that's you're, you're right about that, but I'm sure that if they cut him, they could get him for even cheaper though. Okay. Yeah. It's a you rookie I mean? deal, right? Yeah. It's his rookie deal. Yeah, but they could probably, they could pay him even less. They could, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know what Pete Carroll is thinking, to be honest with you, because yeah, I'm not seeing it. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna put Drew Locke out there against the Bucks, or, or are you gonna go with uh, you gonna go with Geno? Which one? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not quite sure that either one of those things is gonna be yeah. something that you'd the be... quote the quote was hilarious where he's talking about Geno's rifle arm. He's got yeah. a, he's got a cannon. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, he does have a strong arm, but uh, seriously, yeah, Pete, come on, Pete, stop it, just stop, Pete. You're, <laughs> you, uh, I, I like this Giants Packers game. Is that what? I like this Giants Packers game. I think I'm curious. I mean, the Giants really kind of feel like a team that has nowhere to go but up, uh, and they made a lot of great moves in the draft and um i still don't believe in daniel jones but um but it would be fun to see the packers it'd be fun to see aaron Rodgers. that would be fun yeah my my new team um viking saints it it just out of pure curiosity uh and also it would be fun to go there and be a vikings fan for the weekend uh just for fun i don't think i'm not sure the saints are going to have alvin Kamara for that game We'll see. His court date got moved. You know, he got into trouble at the Pro Bowl. He got into that fight at the bar. Mm-hmm. And his court date got moved to August, uh, which oh. only increases the likelihood that he will be suspended for 
a certain number of weeks. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll didn't see if he makes the trip. Didn't they beat the shit out of somebody? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, Broncos-Jags will be interesting. Mm. Will it? I Yeah. The Jags feel like a weird experiment at the moment. I can't tell what's going to happen there. but Yeah. And I'm also not convinced the Broncos are going to be good either. Like, it, yeah, they are. Like, don't think that just because you have Russell Wilson that you got it all figured out. Let's see if it works. You know well, we I mean? talked all year last year about how they were kind of a quarterback away. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They're going to be good. I mean, they're going to be they're really gonna good. Be, but they're in that division that, like, you can make an argument for any of the teams in the AFC West finishing in last place of that division. <laughs> I was going to say last or first. Exactly. Any one of them could win it. Any one of them could come in last, I think. It's a w- crazy division. Mm. Um, but well, yeah, 49ers, Cardinals would be interesting. Presumably, DeAndre Hopkins will be back by then. Mm. Um, which, yeah. Which is interesting. Did you see that? That was one of my stories I wanted to talk about. Did you see the number of reporters like who were tricked by this fake DeAndre Hopkins report? No. Someone put this thing out on Twitter that the 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 banned substance that he took that led to his suspension was this low grade version of a beaver tranquilizer. <laughs> and people ran with the story as if it was real without realizing it that it was a comedic reference to the film Dodgeball. <laughs> With Vince Vaughn, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> a scene in that movie where these these group of Girl Scouts were eliminated from a dodgeball tournament tournament because they they tested positive for beaver tranquilizer. <laughs> it was a joke, and someone put this thing out there, and suddenly there were all these reports about DeAndre Hopkins taking beaver tranquilizer. It was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Don't they? Why don't they try to like? confirm this the information because everybody wants to be first bro everybody wants to be first Schefter man it's all Schefter's fault yeah blame Schefter <laughs> that's funny uh, <clears throat> we got a free agent signing my man former Bulldog Sony Michelle he won the Super Bowl in New England then he went on and won one in Los Angeles now he's decided to run the rock for those Miami Dolphins what do you say about that this kind of to me feels like you know, McDaniel's basically doing the 49er thing where you stack the running back room and just see who survives, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they've yeah. already went out and got – I mean, they already had Miles Gaskins, and they went out in the free agency. They signed Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, and now they're bringing in Sony Michelle. But, you know, not that he's always responsible for it, but the Lombardi Trophy does appear to follow this Sony Michelle dude around. Um. Yeah, man. So maybe, is, uh, are you saying that the it, Dolphins are going to be contenders for the Super Bowl? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that they're making it really hard for you to not be a fan anymore. And I, I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It speaks right into the same narrative of uh, getting rid of one coach and then trying to do a bunch for the next coach. So we'll sure. see, man. We'll see if that coach can do it, man. Good luck to mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins. A football team. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's funny. Yeah. Um. The 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 what is his name? Deshaun Watson. That whole thing has popped up in the news again since they um now now there's civil cases and they're going to come at him one at a time. It seems like. Oh wow. Um. One of them is is up for trial now. Um, this this still remains to be seen. How the, the the big question mark here is how the league is going to respond to this by way of of discipline, which nobody seems to know the answer to at the moment. Mm. Um, there is this kind of. Um, you know, new process that they adopted a few years back on how to deal with suspensions. 
which supposedly is taking it out of the hands of the commissioner, so to speak. Um, they've essentially hired what they call a disciplinary officer um, who makes the decision as to how many games the player will be suspended. Okay. Um, this person has been hired jointly by the league and the players association. Um, so that's, that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, the, the process begins. I just thought this was kind of interesting for people to understand because it's quite new and I don't think a lot of people know about it. The process begins with the league notifying the player of the potential violation. And then there's some sort of a, you know, kind of a exploratory period where you lay out all the evidence and whatnot. Um, the disciplinary officer evaluates the situation mm-hmm. um, and 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 they issue a decision. The, the commissioner um, does have authority to appeal um, and uh, you know, I guess he, he can sort of alter the decision to a certain degree once it's been made. Like if if the if this disciplinary officer says we want to suspend it for the whole season, the, I guess the commissioner has the power to say, "Nah, let's make it four or five games." Um, but this, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I when I read about it, it sort of annoys me because it looks like an attempt to make it seem more fair without making it actually more fair. Exactly. Because he can still overrule it if he wants to. Now, clearly, he would have to deal with the with the PR repercussions for, you know, for uh, overruling. I don't think he could get away with what they did with Roethlisberger however many years ago. But with the speed that these things go, like this news, this 24-hour news cycle and stuff, I don't think they mind stuff just getting buried by other things, you know what I mean, after they do some shady shit. Take a book out of the, a page out of the U.S. politician's book, you know? True. The problem is, is that at some point they're going to have to make a decision before the season starts what they want to do with Watson, because not all of the cases are going to be heard between now and the beginning of the season. So, you know, does he play and they say until we know more, it seems like such a toxic player to deal with. Just the situation is just like I wouldn't want any parts of it. And also the, the Browns are dealing with a situation where they're like, you know, if the league does come down and say, all right, we're going to suspend him for the whole season. And now you've still got Baker Mayfield on the books and you're going to try to ask him to come back and play. He's going to say, hell no. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, it, mm. it's it's still a big question mark as to how this whole thing is going to play out. Uh, I think about the Mayfield part. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because also you run the risk of a guy who, you know, say one of these 22 cases, you know, and especially when it plays out in a civil trial and all the details become very public. I mean, if it turns into a situation like we're watching with this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard shit, you know what I mean? Mm. If, if people start digging into the details and getting sucked into one of these these civil trials, and there's enough lurid details for people to get excited about. I mean, here you have a guy who's going to suit up and play every Sunday while this is happening. Yeah, it's not going to be a very good look. Did you uh, see for anyone? Did, did you see Johnny Depp talking about her taking a shit on his bed? <laughs> I did not see the actual testimony, no. But I I read the story about it. <laughs> it is like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's disgusting, but like. Yeah. How you keep a straight face and try to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, I saw it and I laughed. You know what I mean? I'd have been like, yo, I can't believe you took a shit on my bed, bro. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's very disgusting. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's hard when it's a really, when you know this is a really good character actor. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and. Is he acting right now? Is she acting right now? You know what I mean? In these type of situations. And everybody knows it's him true. more and they want him to be, you know, absolved of all guilt so that they can still like Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever. And he so, does appear to be a better actor than her. I'll give, yeah, I'll give him yeah. that. So it's like it's really loaded and everybody wants it's to go better. It's a weird trial. Yeah. 
Um, Jerry Jones is back in the news. Speaking of criminals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did he, he do? What has he, he got ever into done a car, wrong? Well, he got into a car accident. That's not his fault. That did not actually appear to be his fault, to yeah. be fair. He's a good guy, man. Um, but, you know, it, it was one of those days where he probably wishes, like, he had taken his helicopter to work instead, um, which is what he normally does. Mm-hmm. I think he normally flies back and forth to the, <laughs> to the Dallas Cowboys facility in a helicopter. In his chopper. Uh, and the, on the one day he decided to drive home, he T-boned some guy who was trying to take a left turn in a right lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, was hit he him pretty driving, hard, too. Was he driving the vehicle? I'm, <clears throat> I'm not really sure, actually, if he was driving. He may have been. He may have had a driver, to be honest. Man, uh, they were, the, the other guy was driving a Hyundai Sonata. Yeah. But they don't say what kind of car Jones was driving. You know, there had to be some luxury vehicle. It looks like a BMW to me. Had a Beamer. Oh, okay. Kind of looks like a black Beamer. Uh, there's a video of it on TMZ. Of the crash? Oh, the vehicle. No, of the crash. There's a video. They got the crash on video. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It was from a dashboard cam. Someone who just was in the right place at the right time, and I guess sold it to TMZ. They get all the good shit. TMZ gets all the good shit. Yeah, they do. I'm I'm watching the dash video now. <laughs> as you as you talk to me. Uh huh. So that car comes in from the right and tries to make Boom. a left-hand turn. Oh, my God. Why would you try to do that? And that that road that they're on is apparently a one-way. That's a one-way street. So that guy was trying to turn left from a right. Maybe he's trying to do a From afar. Maybe. He looked like he sort of paused for a second. And he's then like, he just oh, got whacked. I can't whacked. do this. I can't do this. Or he turned and looked and said, oh, shit, that's Jerry Jones. <laughs> I doubt that get, that happened. No. <laughs> wow, man, that looks bad. What a dummy! That's Texas, man. These drivers are crazy. Mm. Well, I'm glad everybody's yeah. okay at least. Yeah. Totally. Um, what else did he do? He's in the news. Oh, we'll he get. He tried to, that to at take a, Yeah, he tried to take somebody. That, out. <laughs> That's another good story. We'll save that for the end. It's too juicy. Okay. Uh, Raiders are in trouble. Um, what have they ever done wrong? This was kind of an interesting story because the first thing that happened was that the, the Raiders dropped a tweet. This okay. was on Friday e- evening. This tweet comes out, and it just says, uh, Dan Vitrell, team president, is no longer with the Raiders organization. We will have no further comment at this time. And then it's signed Mark Davis. Wow. So, you know, nothing to see here, I guess. Not a big deal. Just 17 words. Very clear, concise. Standard. standard. Um, Dan Vitrell on Saturday morning had a few more words that helped to fill in the blanks. Um, here's his quote. Uh, today, Mark, De- Mark Davis terminated my employment as president of the Las Vegas Raiders. I have committed almost 18 years of my life to the success of the Raiders as general counsel and president. I take that responsibility serious, which is why. <laughs> Did he say multiple- success with quotes, air quotes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, air quotes, <laughs> which is why multiple written complaints from employees that Mark created a hostile work environment and engaged in other potential mis- misconduct caused me grave concern. When Mark was confronted about these issues, he was dismissive and did not demonstrate the warranted level of concern. Given this, I informed the NFL of these issues and of Mark's unacceptable response. Soon thereafter, I was fired in retaliation for raising these concerns. I firmly stand by my decision to elevate these issues to protect the organization and its female employees. I remain committed to doing everything in my power to support the Raiders and the Las Vegas community. I now call home. I have retained counsel and will have no further comment at this time. How stupid is it to fire the whistleblower? 
immediately. It's so dumb. They're so removed from reality, these billionaires, man. Yeah, they think they're kings. Yeah. And it's not like he doesn't have another example to like look at yeah. across on the other side of the country. It's yeah. like you, you're basically what you running to be like Dan Snyder light. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? How Dan Snyder with a worse haircut. Mark Davis has the worst haircut in the entire NFL. <laughs> he looks like he cuts his own damn hair. He just got that weird bowl cut. <laughs> You've yes, seen him, right? He's yeah, crazy man. as hell. It is, yeah, he's got to be one of the weirdest looking dudes. It looks like it dropped, like it, it landed on his head. <laughs> yeah. Like he cuts his hair with a pair of plastic scissors or some shit. It's <laughs> uh, hilarious. So we'll see. There was It was light on specifics. So, I, it, you know, there's no... <clears throat> he's essentially accusing Mark Davis of... Uh, I, I assume some form of sexual harassment because he's throwing in this whole thing about female employees and yeah. toxic workplace environment and all this kind of stuff. But there, there was no nothing specific. It's funny yeah. how these these people are learning from these situations, and then the the, the guys up top aren't learning at all. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the presidents and stuff, they're covering their their tracks. You know what I mean? Or not covering their tracks, but like covering them themselves, like doing what they think is the right thing and then getting punished for it. You know what I just thought of? I just thought of a, um, of a potential business idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> that would be perfect for you and me. Okay, what's that? Um, it, we could be, we could call ourselves the, um, the good guy consultants. We get, we get hired to essentially be like the life coach mm -hmm. of these various NFL owners, right? We stick with them everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. And every time they're getting ready to make a bad decision, we go, ah, 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 ah. Mark, let's talk about why this is not a good idea. <laughs> we could call it uh, empathy management. That's good too. That sounds even more professional. Yeah, empathy management. We're teaching these uh, billionaires that are out of touch with the everyday person how to be empathetic. Empathy management consultants. I really like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm his. I'm. Uh, I'm Mark Davis's EMC, and uh... <laughs> EMC. Oh my God! It's got an abbreviation. This is like so good. And not only that, like you're essentially. They're, you're taking people who have, for whatever reason, maybe they never had one to begin with, or maybe money takes it away from you. you mm -hmm. the, the concept of your conscience, right? right. Your, your conscience and your good sense. Somehow, it, like I said, either you never had one to begin with or being filthy rich does damage to that somehow. And you're paying someone to be that conscience for you. Empathy management, baby. <laughs> so good. EMC. You're paying someone to be that conscious for you. <laughs> I, I really feel like this is a winning strategy. Hey, I'm I'm here for it, man. It's almost like PR, but just more personal. I think so. I think you'd have to be. Can you imagine the way you would have to live your own life if you're an EMC? Like everybody <laughs> would be trying to find you doing something stupid, you know? I like how the uh, the the initials like caught on already for you <laughs> i'm all in on the emc that's really fast i'm gonna put that on my my resume just <laughs> record buy-in like professional <laughs> emc emc what's that empathy management consultant <laughs> bro you don't have one Oh, shit. You, you need to call me, like, immediately. I do not have an empathy management consultant. You don't have an... Oh, okay, seriously. What kind of billionaire book, are you? <laughs> we need to book an appointment, like, yesterday. Let's do this, bro. Uh, if, if, if Stephen Ross gets an empathy management consultant, then I would definitely jump back onto the Dolphins. Family. Can you imagine... Can you imagine the questionnaire for an empathy <laughs> management consultant, like... Have okay, question number 50. Have you ever surreptitiously filmed a cheerleader without her acknowledgement? 
<laughs> if the answer is yes, please tell me why this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you assume that each player comes from a traumatic hood background? Right. <clears throat> Do you consider the players to be human beings? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Explain your or, answer. <laughs> or machines. Yeah. <laughs> or cattle. Uh, or cattle. I like that. Uh, EMC, this is good. We should work yeah. on this. I like it, man. I like it. I'm all in. Yeah. Another another golden Spinafel idea. I, and I got to tell you, that, that just came out of nowhere. I don't know where that came from. I think it's great, man. And then we could just, you know... Like, like work on image too. You can work on their image, you know. Like maybe take that bowl off of your head, man. It makes you look like you're out of touch. Yes. <laughs> we can find you a hairstylist, yeah. seriously, or a wig person or whatever. Like whatever you yeah. need. Could you, you know? Um, uh, speaking of people who need an EMC, I guess we can move on to uh, Earl Thomas. Mm. Um, a lot of you who have been with the podcast from the beginning will remember we did a story about Earl Thomas pretty early on uh, where his wife at the time mm-hmm. followed him by tracking him on his phone, right? By, by tracking his Snapchat. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, was yeah. Right? The, mm-hmm. the little map that kind of mm-hmm. tells you where people are where your friends are yeah well she followed him to uh she was in a car he was in a train (laughs) yeah precisely because him and his brother wasn't it his brother yeah running the train him and his brother were running a train with these two chicks and she burst in with a with a gun Mm -hmm. and chased him out of the room love love's beautiful turns out the gun was loaded Mm. Which she did not know. She thought she took the clip out, but she didn't know there was one in the chamber. Oh my god! Uh, and so she she was the only one arrested. Um, well, now uh, an arrest warrant has been issued for Earl Thomas uh, for apparently violating the court protective order um, by sending threatening messages to his ex wife and her children um what were the messages he talks about hurting the kids yeah so apparently they were attempting to kind of work out some shared custody kind of stuff and i I guess he got frustrated um he, he writes to her and says says that he had just bought two handguns earlier that day and then he texted her and said waiting on hand and foot is why I'll kick your ass. Uh, the next day, he texts her again. I hope you in the car uh, with the kids and y'all drive off of the road. Damn. Nice quote. Um, and then he, same day, texted. <laughs> he throws his mother under the bus here. He's like, I'm going to let my mama and my cousins poison them, these kids. Uh, oh, my so God. He's like, he's, <laughs> that's kind of chicken shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. He's not saying, I'm going to poison our kids. I'm going to get my mother to do it for me. What the fuck is that? Uh, And all of this is just like days after he had attempted to sort of float the idea of getting back into the NFL Mm -hmm. um, by way of, I think, Schefter. I think he he broke the news to Adam Schefter that he was basically trying to get back into the league, uh, which I do not see happening now. Uh, What? You don't see that happening? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like the the NFL is a is an establishment of integrity. <laughs> they need yeah, an I, I I would agree with you if he was he hasn't played for two years. Yeah, that's true. That um, part that's part's true. Yeah. If he had been playing and and been a great player, yeah, of course they would have figured out some kind of way to just ignore this and move on. But um, but once you're out, it's hard to get back in when you do shit like this. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he seems to have lost his mind. I'm not going to be yeah. surprised if this is like a CTE thing. I wouldn't either, but people need to... He needs to go get some help then if that's the case. We can't Agreed. just keep blaming CTE and these people keep being irresponsible. 
Agreed. Um, yeah, another guy who needs an EMC. Um, <clears throat> Mississippi has uh, has has well, Mississippi, the entire state of Mississippi needs an EMC. Uh, <laughs> named, they have named Brett Favre in a twenty-four million dollar lawsuit seeking repayment of misfit welfare funds. Now welfare we've talked funds. about this. We've talked about this story before too. Uh, so essentially what happened is that Mississippi, this where this is where Brett Favre is from. Mm-hmm. The state of Mississippi paid Brett Favre to give a speech. First of all, why are you paying Brett Favre three million three point two million dollars to give a speech about welfare? That seems to be a dumb <laughs> idea to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Um Anyway, he apparently was paid this money and he never gave the speech. Like he never showed up for the event that he was supposed to show up for. And and they've been trying to get him to return this money for over a year now. Um, Why would they pay him before he does the speech? Because they're stupid. Okay. Uh, good <laughs> <It's> Mississippi. <laughs> We're talking about Mississippi, bro. Uh, it has to be the dumbest state in the United States. Up there. Uh, literally. I mean, they literally are the dumbest state. Like they. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could, you could prove it. Uh, anyway, so the Mississippi Department of Human Services has, has wrapped him up in this lawsuit with a bunch of other people. Uh, the lawsuit. Did you see who one of them is? Tell me. Ted DiBiase. Yes. Also I did known see that. as the million dollar man, the wrestler. Yeah. Wow. He's a Christian mm-hmm. evangelist and motivational speaker. Of course he is. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's uh you can't, you 20, can't write this stuff, man. <laughs> the lawsuit claims that these various people are and and people who worked for the Mississippi state government are responsible for $23 million in misspent funds in a scandal that the state auditor has called the largest public fraud in state history. Oh, wow. Um, so far, it's so, just a name. That's a name thrown into this whole thing <clears throat> to get a little bit of uh, more shine on it and some clicks. Because he's not now, even involved in the law. He's not charged with anything. He just, right. they, they were just they, stupid and paying him without him doing anything. Sure. And there, there's an inside job nature to this, to this situation as well. There were, you know, bad actors on the inside of the, the Mississippi government who, I won't be surprised if they basically were saying like, well, we'll send you 3.2 million, but we're going to put, we're going to put a million in our pockets as well. Um, cause that's usually how these scams work. Um, yeah. Cause two people have already pleaded guilty. Oh, wow. Um, these nonprofit organizations are involved too. Mississippi community education center, nonprofit, uh, these two people who ran this thing responsible for more than $19 million of this 20 something million. Um, yeah. And you're oh, right. Wow. DiBiase is wrapped up in this too. It's so a mess. Favre tried to get them to put welfare money into a company he was invested into to, uh, to try to develop a, a concussion pill. Right. Yes. That was the, la- the, last, the last time we talked about this. I think that had something to do with that. Yeah. That's some Far. shady shit. Yeah, all of these people, man. Um, they all need EMCs, man. We could pay for EMCs with welfare money. <laughs> <laughs> money well spent. Yeah, man. That's hilarious. Um, in what has to be one of the biggest stories I've seen this week is a story about how former CEO of Papa John's, um, What's this guy's name? Shat, Shatnik or Shatner? Or Sh- John Sh- John Shatner. Schnat, Shatner. Schnat, Schnatter. I just have to say. Fuck that guy. That's how I feel about him. Man. As you should, and we'll we'll get to why that makes sense. Uh, so apparently, according to him, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, uh, along with 
Commander's owner, uh, Dan Commanders. Snyder, uh, attempted to get the Papa John's CEO, who was one of the biggest sponsors of the NFL at the time, mm-hmm. uh, tried to get him to essentially get rid of Roger Goodell in, in the midst of this um, Colin Kaepernick uh, taking a knee yeah. protest scenario, which which did actually do a lot to hurt the NFL's financial bottom line. And it was also hurting the, um, the various sponsors who continued to support the NFL. Um, so in the midst of all of this black lives matter stuff, instead of, you know, trying to go out there and be on the right side of history, Jerry Jones and uh, Dan Snyder were trying to, you know, chop off the, the head of the King of the NFL. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Did you say the quote, uh, Papa John, uh, or John Schnatner? He said uh-huh. to Jason Whitlock, who's uh, also a person I don't like. He told him uh, that they, the owners, told him you need to take this guy out. And Papa mm. John said, "No, it's not my job to fire your commissioner. He works for you. Remember, Goodell's a coward, and he's incompetent, and he's just lucky." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'd be interested to hear how Goodell responds to that. Yeah, um, me too, man. Yeah, this is gonna get Jason Whitlock a lot of listens. I might even tune in, even though I can't stand that dude. Uh, fun note about uh, the Papa John CEO: He eventually was forced to resign as the chairman of this company after he was heard saying the N word in a conference call. Well, the, uh, I have an audio of exactly what he said. He said, You niggas are crazy! <laughs> <laughs> that was him. That's Papa John right there, man. That was Papa John. Oh, Jay Schnatz, as they call him in the hood. No, man. I wasn't him for the record, everybody. I was just being silly. (laughs) This is a very interesting story. I'd be fascinated to see if it develops in some kind of interesting way or if it dies here. I have no idea. But, you know, again, it shows you that this behind the scenes stuff, man, it's like it's probably a lot more like a like an episode of succession than than we realize. Yeah, man. It's like we're. You know what I it mean? is interesting getting like a peek into the, the world, the, the lives and worlds of billionaires. They live in a uh-huh. different world than we do. Yeah, they do. And by different rules. And yeah. It's they interesting that do. people aren't trying to change that, <laughs> that this, that they exist. Like, isn't there like yeah. a cap in Germany on how much money you can make? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think there is. Like, you just, you can't. It's like, okay, well, you made enough. Anything else is goes to us as a country and gets redistributed. I want to say hmm. that's how it is in Germany. A salary cap a on salary the population. Cap, yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> hmm. It feels well, like that in wrong, Sweden But sometimes. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone's capping my salary, motherfuckers. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, it, slow news week. Look, in a couple of days, they're going to release the entire NFL schedule, um, which we will come back and talk about next week. Um, but I figure we only have a few more cracks at this. Uh, so I figure we close out today with me pitching you a new team. All right. Let's, before, before we do that, I want to say one thing, though, that we have yeah. a minimum wage in America. Yeah. We should have a maximum wage. I'm in. Yep. Like, if you make this much, and it should be really high, whatever. Say it's $100 million. Everything over $100 million goes into poverty, like trying to eradicate poverty. And fixing the schools. And fixing school, yeah, stuff like that. Things to help. Making health care more. Yeah. More. Making it better. Or making I, it free. Making it free. Making it free. That yeah. could be the th- you know what I mean. Healthcare and education. That's what that's because those are things that help people get to where you are, Mister Hundred Million Dollars. Okay, everything over a hundred million 
goes into this fund that gets distributed into the communities. And wow, congratulations, man! You hit the max this year. Did you hit the max last year? I hit the max. Let you know what I mean. Yeah. That's what I, that's what, that's my uh, vote for me. Mhm. I know it goes against capitalism, which I you know. Sorry. Man, fuck capitalism. <laughs> All right. So what's my team, man? What's my new team? <clears throat> the team I am going to pitch to you today is a is a pretty old team. Mhm. Started in 1933. Wow. Um, this team, um, okay. The interesting history to this team, they started out as the Frankfurt Athletic Association. Mm. Okay. Why would the FAA? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, actually. I didn't think of it that way. Uh, wow. Okay. So they were first organized as a. It, as like a suburban sports club, mm-hmm. uh, actually in 1899, uh, yeah. the, the the cost of being in this club was only ten dollars. Okay, so it was it was affordable at affordable. the time. Affordable, I could get with that. Uh, it was a community based nonprofit organization of local residents and businesses. Um. They shared a lot of their profits with charity, which kind of goes with what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the team's excess income was donated to local charitable institutions. Wow, this is interestingly lining up. But to be fair, they're not like that anymore. But anyway, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early 20s, the Frankfurt Athletic Association um, formed a, a football team uh, that they called the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. Okay. And they were very quickly gained this reputation of being one of the best independent football teams in the nation. Uh, 1922, uh, the team was absorbed into another team, the the Union Quakers of Philadelphia. Great football name. That year, the uh, the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets they they captured the unofficial championship of Philadelphia. Um, during the 22 and 23 seasons, the Yellow Jackets put together a 6-2-1 and one record against teams from the National Football League. They played oh. teams from the NFL, and they, they whooped them 6-2-1, and one, um, which led to this team being awarded an NFL franchise in 1924. Okay. Officially becoming the NFL Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. So they basically had a relegation type of system. Kind of, yeah. A promotion, a promotion system. I like that. Kind of. Right. They sort of bought their way in or yeah. won their way won in. Won their way in. That's the right way. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, the team, uh, sadly, uh, somehow went bankrupt despite their success. Um, and they were bought by uh, Lud Ray and Burt Bell, who changed the name of the team from the Yellow Jackets to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Okay. Um, the team and the logo were named after the the National Recovery Administration, which was the center of uh, uh, FDR's... The, the NRA? Uh, exactly, the NRA. <laughs> uh, it was part of uh, FDR's New Deal thing, the plan mm-hmm. to sort of yeah. rebuild America through yeah. infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. A very successful plan. Exactly. Um, yeah, so they, they, that's where they got the name, the Eagles. Um, as we spoke about a few weeks ago, Burt Bell is the guy who came up with the idea of the draft. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that led to your favorite thing, mock drafts, of course. <laughs> so you have him to thank for that. Oh, that's a negative. Um, <clears throat> they also have some weird – they have won some championships prior to the merger. Um. They, they have a weird kind of – they have some weird shit that happened in their history. There was a moment where the Steelers – before they did the Steagles thing, I learned this today. You know, they, at, during the war, the Steelers and the Eagles mm. came together because they didn't have enough players. But before that, the owner of the Steelers and the owner of the Eagles decided to just switch rosters. What? <laughs> in 1940, Art Rooney's Steelers – and Burt Bell's Eagles 
struck this deal called the Pennsylvania Polka, where Rooney and Bell exchanged their entire rosters. They just said, here, you take our guys, we'll take your guys. Wow. <laughs> Can you that's imagine? A, that's a dance, too, the Pennsylvania Polka. Exactly. The Pennsylvania uh, Polka. They won, Eagles won their first championship in 1948, beating the Chicago Cardinals 7 to nothing. <laughs> wow, uh, exciting. Was it soccer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only touchdown was a five-yard touchdown run. Must have been a riveting game. Uh, obviously, well, one of the other reasons why I kind of wanted to pitch this team to you, obviously, is because I know how you feel about Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently watched Randall Cunningham's A Football Life. Mm. Fascinating story. Yes. Looked at I didn't realize he was also a punter. Yeah, he punted in the NFL. I didn't realize. I, that was something I did not remember. He kicked the one game, caught them off guard, and kicked it like 60 yards or some crazy shit. Yeah. Amazing. But nobody was back, so, you know, the ball bounced and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Cunningham, I, I would say that Randall Cunningham is probably who we have to thank for players like Lamar Jackson. Yes. And Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Vick. Who came? Definitely, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Randall Cunningham was the original scrambling quarterback. Scrambling Randall, right? Scram, scrambling Randall. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was his nickname. And you watch some of those old clips, man. It's like, fuck, you cannot tackle this dude. It's amazing. He runs like like Kaepernick ran like him. Those long legs like that. Yep. Like galloping down the down the field. Yep. Um, they finally won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, beating the Patriots, that was pretty interesting. That's a that's a no, big plus. That's a big plus. Nobody nobody expected that. Um, their fan base is not exactly something to look up to. Um, right, problematic. See, yeah, being a part of that. Mm. But um, but you know they're dedicated. They fill their stadium. They're not fair weather fans. That's true. That's for sure. So you got to give them that. Uh, what else? Philadelphia, the Philly cheesesteak has to be one of the best sandwiches ever, ever. invented. Yes. Ever. Am I right? Yes. You're I mean, right. a proper Philly cheesesteak. I know you can get down with that. A cheesesteak uh, and, and water ice. Mm hmm. The city of brotherly love. I yes. know you can get down with that. Right? Rocky. Rocky. You know? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they have some cool. Who else is from Philly? Aren't the Roots from Philly? Yes. The Roots. The Roots, bro. Questlove. The Roots are one of my favorites of all time. Questlove now Oscar winner, the drummer from the Roots. Exactly. Nobody knows because right before he went up, Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock. True. Uh, You are another selling point on the Eagles. Uh, You already you already hate most of their division rivals. (laughs) Yeah, Good point. Right. Yeah. You hate the commanders. Oh man, this is a strong argument. And you and you hate the Cowboys. So I I feel like that's something I've failed to point out in Mm -hmm. previous uh, pitches. This is a big part of the selling point. I think is that the team you support, it it needs to come like the division rivalries really matter, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And this one, I mean, what's not to hate about the Cowboys and the Commanders? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know how you feel about the Giants. Uh, I used to live in that area, so. But I don't. I never really uh, thought of you as like hating the Giants. No, I don't hate the Giants. That's the one New York team that yeah. I could get with because it's the one that's not in the AFC East. <laughs> right. So right. like, and then New York fans, like the ones who, the Giants also took down the Patriots twice. True. So yeah, no, I didn't have a problem with that. I like the uniforms too. You know what I mean? The Giants aren't bad. Mm. Yeah. But, but definitely uh, the other two, fuck those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another thing is, uh, I, I might have told you this, that a lot of times, once the Dolphins got booted from the playoffs, I would mm. adopt a playoff team of the Eagles mm. normally. Because I liked McNabb. I liked Vic. You know, so I liked uh, Andy Reid. So it was yep. fun to, like, switch over. And because I was a kid and uh, my dad was like, you got to root for the black quarterbacks, it was always Randall Cunningham when I was, when I was a kid. And the Eagles seemed and to the, always have black and- quarterbacks. And they were the team that gave Michael Vick a second chance. Yep. 
I was that's kind of something I always kind of liked about them. And Ray um, Rhodes. Mm-hmm. One of the first black coaches. Yep. And also and Buddy Ryan too, man. Can't forget it, Buddy Ryan. What a character. <clears throat> what a character. This is an easy uh, sell right here, man. I might I might yeah, go ahead and go buy and jersey. Also, here's the other thing. I would say, like, bringing this up to a modern perspective, right, I would argue that the Eagles, you're not necessarily getting it on the ground floor here. They're not, like, the worst team in the league. But I think that they're doing a great job of um, of, of sort of boxing above their weight class, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, last year was supposed to be a rebuild year, and they still managed to figure out a way to make the playoffs. Um, each, which each individual, I, I, each individual. Exactly. Each individual player, each everybody in, in the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> each everyone in the building is quietly kind of doing a good job, yeah. really, if you think about it. So, and then in the draft this year, oh, we got we should wait on that. Wait, wait on that. They had no, but, a, I mean, they had honestly, a complete team, and they fired yo, the coach by like out of necessity. So the team was, you know, he got in a vehicle yeah, but, that was already running. Yeah, but the Eagles arguably won the draft this year yeah it's true okay they went out they got aj brown for that number 18 pick that was all they had to give up yeah to get aj brown this cam jurgison dude is center from nebraska is supposed mm-hmm. to be a, a baller yeah uh i mean honestly this whole each and every one in the building guy is out here watering the roots of these flowers and, <laughs> and letting them grow um, yeah. Making all the right moves, and I think he's he's making it possible. He he's essentially given Jalen Hurts all the tools that he needs to prove that he belongs in the league. Yeah, which is the opposite of what the end of the Doug Peterson era was, where I just felt like they were like what they were just insulting this guy at every turn. Yeah, um, and, and don't forget. They went out and they double-dipped on them Bulldogs. They went out and got Jordan Davis. That's not a selling point for me. And then they got N'Kobe Dean. That's not a, That's not. A, that means nothing to me. That point so you're not that. interested in the number one tackler <laughs> on the number one college defense I'm on not, the planet? No, it's not about the players going so much, to, man. Yeah, I'm, you you know don't what? care I'm about out. that. I'm out, Skip. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about that. That's not a big deal No, no it's not a big deal at all, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> You could have named some Miami players, and that would have done you better. <clears throat> That's true. I should have named some Miami players. I don't know any Miami players. Yeah. But you got to admit, this is. Pre- I feel like I yeah. know that you have always kind of liked the Eagles anyway. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of good reasons for you to gravitate towards this team. Yes. Um, and um, I think it could be a natural fit for you as a fan. I like it, man. They're, yeah, this is a strong argument. Um, they're up there, man. I like it. Dis- well done. Despite despite the fact that they have bulldogs, I guess. <laughs> I don't dislike bulldogs. <laughs> I'm just saying that was just you just added that for you, man. <laughs> it's supposed to be about me, Skip. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. It's not about. It's not always about me. No, man. I think you might need an EMC. See, now that would be one of the core <laughs> sort of tenets. Yeah. Of the EMC training. Yeah. To remember that it's not always about you. It's not ever about you. Well, it has to be about me sometimes. Yeah, okay. Right? We'll, we'll see as we develop the tenets. Why else would I be so rich if it wasn't about me sometimes, right? Oh, you mean, I'm just thinking, okay, okay. I'm, I'm just thinking mean, from okay. the perspective of a billionaire. I thought you were talking about from the perspective of the consultant. Yeah. Sure. No, I'm thinking about it from the perspective from the of a billionaire. Okay, yeah, we, we're trying to teach them that it's not always about you. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. But sometimes it has to be about me. Yeah. Because otherwise I wouldn't be so rich. Right. Right? It's got to be. You got to be. Th- you got to think about the bottom line. But, you also but just because it is you. about you doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want to do whenever exactly. you want to do it. It's not only See? about you. Yeah. There are other feelings involved. I like it, man. We're on to something. Yeah. So take your hand off of that woman's ass <laughs> and, and apologize. Yes. Apologize. Yes. They go a long way. EMC, bro. I think we got a little something here. Big time. Is this how we get rich? And, and then and we made one. <laughs> Is this how we get rich and disconnected? We're going to stay grounded, man. We'll, we'll from do our it. fellow brethren. 
don't know. It's just a thought. All right, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Thanks for dealing with this uh, unfortunate myself getting locked out of my studio. But mm-hmm. we made it work, man. It's NFL. Mm-hmm. Do what we do. Yes, yes. We will holler at y'all soon, man. Uh, we've got a couple more episodes coming up, and then we're going to take a little break. We'll keep y'all posted. But uh, until then, it's been Jonathan Rollins. And Skiff Musara. And we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.